Welcome to the Awakening Podcast Network. Get ready for an inspiring audio from this cutting-edge voice. You can find more podcasts at awakeningpodcasts.com. A reset of the prophetic movement is upon us. The second wave of prophets is rising in this hour. We stand at the edge of a new era in the prophetic. We're gathering the international prophetic community at the Global Prophetic Center, a hub for prophetic training, prophetic labs, summits, networks, and lighthouses. It's time for prophets to go deeper. It's time for seers to soar. It's time for prophetic voices to rise up and decree what says the Spirit of God with accuracy that causes the world to pay attention. The Global Prophetic Center offers proven prophetic systems and structures to equip you to walk worthy of your calling and to prophesy with precision, boldness, diplomacy, and wisdom. Get hands-on training and mentoring in a safe environment that breeds true prophetic community and learning. Receive impartation and activation. Sharpen your gift and avoid prophetic pitfalls. Get commissioned. Get networked. Get sent out with the word of the Lord in your mouth and the confidence to release it. Begin your journey today by applying at globalpropheticcenter.com. Good morning, everyone. Jennifer LeClaire here with you, Senior Leader of the Awakening House of Prayer Global Movement. Our headquarters are in Davie, Florida, suburb of Fort Lauderdale. Remember, God is good. You can watch our AM service online at ahop.online. The second service is not streamed online. It's too hot to handle. We never know what's going to be going on. Come on, we're edging toward Pentecost Sunday. It's time to go back to our churches. My friend, Prophet Lauren Sanford, said it's time to go back to church. It's time to go back. It's time to reopen. God is good all the time. Hello, Denmark. God bless you. I'm the uh, founder of the Ignite Network, ignitenow.org. Before we start our devotion, I want to remind you, the Tactical Warfare class has started. It started yesterday, so you can still get in on it. My developers are out for the weekend, so the price is still... 75% 75% off. It's not, it's tactical warfare. Make sure you understand what you're signing up for. People email me and say, I can't find it. It's right there. I promise you. Big yellowish orange banner says tactical warfare, 20 hours of spiritual warfare teaching, one lesson released every week. So you can meditate on it, watch it as many times as you want. God is good. And today we're reading out of victory decrees, daily prophetic strategies for spiritual warfare victory. And today's devotion is titled, Use the adversity to your advantage. Use the adversity to your advantage. And here's what I heard the Lord say. Listen now, listen close. Adversity is to your ultimate advantage. Adversity will not kill you, says God. Adversity will make you stronger. Adversity will make you wiser. Adversity will leave you with more compassion for others who are enduring struggles and suffering in life says the Spirit of God. See adversity as an opportunity and not an end-all. The adversity will not last forever, but the lessons you learn contending with your adversary, the devil, will prepare you for greater victories in the days ahead, says the Spirit of the living God. Amen. God is good. Second Chronicles 15, 7, Psalm 34, verse 19, Psalm 118, verse 5 and 6 are the scripture references from the devotional 
And now the prayer and the decree. Father, you created me for adversity, ah, and I was born for war. Help me keep the right perspective when adversity and opposition threaten to derail me. I decree the adversary of my soul is restrained and restricted from bringing destruction in my life. I declare adversity makes me stronger and spurs me to fight harder. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Father, we give you glory this morning. You are the glorious God, the glorious warrior God. That is who you are. You are amazing. You are Awesome. We are all struck with you, your goodness, your grace, your love. We give you all of our heart this morning, God. We surrender fully to you. You've got an agenda for us. And yes, there is adversity, but you are the glorious warrior, God. You are the God of angel armies. You are the God who's never lost a battle. You are the God who possesses all wisdom. You are the God of might. And your spirit rests upon us. We are your glorious church being transformed from glory to glory to glory to glory to glory, faith to faith, victory to victory. Help us, Lord, to understand. I just can't get off this. Listen, help us, Lord, to understand that we are called for such a time as this. Help us to avoid with everything in us the escapist mentality that just wants to break out of here, that just wants to leave all this behind, that just wants to run and hide under a rock, that just wants to stick its head in the sand, that wants to run off and barricade itself in a cave. God, would you help us, Lord, to break off any semblance of an escapist mentality. We were born for such a time as this. We were born for adversity. We were born for glory. We were born for victory. We were born for triumph. We were born for such a time as this, for such a season as this, for such a day as this, for such a moment as this. We are the remnant and we are rising up and we will not look for a way of escape when it's time to fight. <laughs> when it's time to fight, we will stand and fight. When it's time to war, we will pull our sword. We will not look for a way to run and hide. But we will run to the battle line knowing that the victory belongs to us. You already possessed it. You already spoiled the principalities and powers. You already put a shame to them. You already made an open show of them. You already schooled them. <laughs> And we thank you, Lord, that we can be a people who instead of trying to escape the battle, we decide to enforce your victory. I said, instead of trying to escape the battle, we're going to enforce the victory of our glorious warrior God, the God who loves us, the God who died for us, the God who left us here to occupy until he comes. We are the glorious church. We're rising. We are the remnant. We're rolling forward. The kingdom of God suffers violence in this hour, but the violent take it by force. We have a violent spirit against the enemy. We have violent faith. We have violent hope. It just won't quit. It does assault to the kingdom of darkness. Come on. Your violent faith does assault to the kingdom of darkness. Your violent hope is what your violent faith is based upon. You are fearless. You are unstoppable because God is in you. The spirit of might is upon you. You were born for such a time as this. Ah, we're on the hinge of the, of the new era. We're swinging. The door has, has, has opened. We're walking into a new time, a new era. It's not just a new decade. 
We were born for such a time as this, born to stare adversity in the face, born to push back the darkness, born to bind demon powers, born to preach the gospel, born to work signs and miracles, born to prophesy. We were born for such a time as this. Father, help us not to look for a way of escape when you have told us to stand and fight. Yes, you are our way of escape. You are the way, the truth, and the life, but you're also the way to victory. And the way to victory sometimes means stopping here and there to fight a battle along the path. We will stand. We will fight. We will not shrink back. Help us, Lord, to see and know and understand that what doesn't kill us makes us stronger. And the adversity can't kill us. So it must be making us stronger. The resistance, the pressure. It's conforming us into the image of Christ. We celebrate God. We rejoice in our trials. Come on. We rejoice in the tribulation. Come on. James said, count it all joy, brethren, when you find yourself in diverse trials, knowing that the trying of your faith (laughs) is perfecting you, brings forth patience in you. It helps you see more clearly the greater vision and purpose and mandate of God. How father would you help us to begin to see through the eyes of purpose? Help us Lord to see through the eyes of purpose, to understand why we're here. We were born for such a time as this born to stand, born to shout, born to praise, born to worship. Born to make intercession, born to bust devils. Help us, Lord, to find our purpose in this season. Really, really fine-tune and focus on that which you've called us to do. Not that which man wants us to do. Not that which our church wants us to do necessarily. Not unless it's what you want us to do. (laughs) Help us, Lord, always be willing to bear another's burdens, to lend a helping hand, but to continue to focus on purpose. You are a God of purpose and the adversary ultimately is an adversary against your purpose coming to pass through our lives, your will being done, your kingdom coming to the earth through the works of our hands, through the prayers of our mouths. Father, would you help us, Lord, to see, to really get it, to understand that if if we're here right now, if, if we're facing uh, drama and crisis and plagues and virus and all of these things that are happening in the earth, the wars and the rumors of wars, that if we're still here, that means you have a purpose for us. We are useful in the hand of the potter. And you're conforming us. We are your war club. We are your bride. <laughs> we are so many things. We play so many roles. We have so many aspects In your glory, we thank you, Jesus. We will face down the adversity. We will put our foot on the neck of the enemy. We will choose to praise you in advance of the victory. We will follow you into triumph. We will decree and declare your will. We will proclaim your goodness in the nations. We will preach your gospel in the highways and the byways. We will cast out demons. (laughs) We will do the works. We will do the works. We will do the works. We will do the greater works. We will do the works. We will do the works. We will do the works. We'll do the greater works. Help us, Lord, to walk in the greater love so we can do the greater works. Help us, Lord, to walk in such a measure of love that the miracles just flow from us because you are so ah, overwhelmingly present with us that our shadow heals people. 
Oh God, we want to do the extraordinary miracles, the unusual miracles, the greater works that you said we would do. But we got to walk in the greater love. Come on. We don't want to just be about the greater works. Yeah, we want to walk in the greater works, but help us, Lord, to make the main thing the main thing. To walk in the greater works means we're going to walk in the greater love. No, no greater love has no man had than this, than he lays his life down for his friends. <laughs> At the end of the day, miracles will cease. <laughs> as much as we love signs and wonders, at the end of the day, signs and wonders will cease. Faith, love, and hope abide. But the greatest of these is love. Father, help us to work, walk in the greater love, not just the greater works. <laughs> Some of us, we want to walk in the greater works, and God is like, that's good. That's good. I want you to walk in the greater works, but why don't you focus on walking in the greater love, huh? <laughs> Why don't you focus on walking in the greater love? Greater love has no man than this, that he would lay his life down for his friends. Jesus said, you are my friends, and I'm laying my life down for you. Now, if, <laughs> if you want to be a friend of God, lay your life down for him. He said, greater, come on. I don't know if you can handle this. He said, greater love has no man than this. These are the kind of things you need to write down and send to me, guys. Greater love has no man than this, that he lays his life down for his friends. And he said, you are my friends. And he laid his life down for them, and he laid his life down for you. He calls you friend. So if you want to be his friend, he's a friend to you, but are we a friend to him? Are we a friend of the bridegroom? John the Baptist was a friend of the bridegroom. The Bible says, John the, John the Baptist was a friend of the bridegroom. Do you want to be a friend of the bridegroom? Not just a bride, but a friend. Not just a bride, but a friend. Not just a bride, but a friend. You lay your life down for him. The greater love. Yes, Lord, we want to walk in the greater works. But do we want to walk in the greater love? Challenge our hearts, Lord. Guys, this is why I put forth the love challenge. It's a free course. Take it. God is interested in us walking in the greater love. I'm telling you, if we want to be hidden in Christ, listen to me. The hour which we live in is dangerous, but we can be hidden in Christ and we can have a glorious life, a life dwelling and abiding in him, a life where outward circumstances don't move us on the inside, but the only thing that moves us on the inside is God himself. And he moves us into glory. He moves us into faith. He moves us into strength. Many people are being moved right now. Many people, even who can go to church, are not going to church because they've decided they're too lazy and they'd rather lay home. Father, would you help us not to grow lukewarm in this hour? Help us not to grow cold. Your word says in the last days, the love of many will grow cold. We don't want to be cold. We don't want to be lukewarm. God, would you help me not to ever grow cold, not to ever grow lukewarm, but you know how you stay hot? Jesus said he wants us to be on fire. He wants us to burn for him. John the Baptist burned and shined. He burned. He was a shining light in his generation. He burned and shined for God. He was dedicated. He was a Nazarite. No razor ever touched his head. He lived in the wilderness. Some of you despise the wilderness, but it might do some of us good to go back into the wilderness for a season and hide in God and hide under the shadow of his wings, burning, shining. You know how you burn for him? You know how you stay on fire for God? Do you want to know how you stay on fire for God? Does anybody care to know and understand how you stay 
on fire for God, <laughs> you engage and you turn your heart toward the living flame of love and you ask him to baptize you again with fire continuing to burn away the impurities that are in your heart until you become more and more like him until your outward circumstances no longer move you but the only thing that moves you is the Spirit of God himself the Bible says the prophets of old prophesied as the Spirit moved them they didn't prophesy as the pressure to prophesy moved them they didn't prophesy as the social media game moved them they didn't prophesy as their soul moved them but they prophesied as the Holy Spirit moved them and they weren't daunted by the circumstances Isaiah was sawed in two he didn't care he was sold out to God he was on fire for God John the Baptist lost his head he didn't care he was sold out to God he was on fire for God he had an encounter with the spirit of burning he had an encounter with the living flame of love he had an encounter with that baptism with which only God can baptize us Jesus is the baptizer God would you help us today to willfully enter into the fire knowing that it will not burn us but it will only burn away those things that hinder love would you help us Lord to cooperate and to engage fully with that living flame of love that burns it all up enemy wants to make us afraid the enemy wants to scare us you know what keeps you from intimacy with God do you really want to know what keeps you from the depths of the intimacy with which God has ordained for you and he in the secret place do you really want to know what it is it is the spirit of fear that says I'll have a boring life I'll have to die to self I will have to give up this and I will have to give up that but if you could just change your perspective if you could just look at it a different way dying to self is not about what you're giving up dying to self is what you're gaining in Christ dying to self is gaining more of him and less of what does it matter those things just fade away as you make that commitment but that spirit of fear wants to keep you from entering the Holy of Holies because you're not quite sure what will happen there you're not quite sure if God will accept you because after all you're not perfect you're not quite sure if God will reject you or if God will judge you or what he will do but let me tell you today that God is a good God and he is not mad at you and he is waiting for you and if you build walls around your heart and you're only willing to peek up over the wall to say hello and then you run away scared he's patient and he'll take that just one glance of your, of your eyes ravishes his heart I said just one glance you just give him a glance and it ravishes his heart he is so passionate for you he is not mad at you but that spirit of fear and that spirit of hurry pull us out of the place where that living flame of love can baptize us and cause us to conform into his image by purifying our hearts removing everything that hinders love hinders perfect union the oneness is what we're seeking there's a place in Christ that is deeper than the place you've been there's a place in Christ that is deeper than the place that I have been and who will thirst who will hunger who will press past the flesh and press past the fear to get to the place that he's ordained for you the place that sweet spot in God where you can smell the fragrance of God himself where you can see aspects of his beauty that you've never seen before you know why the angels cry holy 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 
it's constant it never stops because every time God acts they're so all inspired by what he's done and who he is and how he moves that they cry holy 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 and so if you were to encounter heaven right now you would hear holy 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 because they're awestruck and inspired by the goodness and the glory of God and until you can cry holy from the depths of your being from the deep recesses of your spirit until you can cry holy 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 because you're awestruck not because you're singing along with a song but until it comes from that place deep within you where you have the revelation of his holiness his beauty you've not gone to the place yet where he's invited you there's an invitation and I've been talking about it all week it's an open invitation to see an aspect of his beauty that will transform you you cannot sit in the presence of God and encounter the ancient of days without something in you shifting even at a molecular level it changes you from the inside out I'm telling you the truth if you've never been there if you've never stopped long enough to pursue him in that way you will not know what I'm talking about and you may even think it's foolishness but sometimes God uses the foolishness of a thing to confound the wise father would you help us get out of our intellect trying to understand you we cannot possibly understand the fullness the depths the links of the mysteries of God but we can enjoy your presence we can press past the flesh and press past the fear of what we might lose and focus instead on what we might gain we can choose to turn our hearts towards you by faith to enter into your presence by faith to go where we've not gone before in your spirit by faith so that we can live and move and have our being in you for real to be moved by you and not by outward circumstances to be led forth by your spirit and by peace like your word tells us that we should we can walk in the word and walk in the spirit we can walk in the greater love we can live and move and have our being and the one who loves us the one who died for us the one who laid his life down for us and who would do it again he doesn't regret it I said he doesn't regret it Jesus does not regret hanging on a cross in excruciating pain paying the price for your sin he's never regretted it for a moment and one glance of your eyes toward him ravishes his heart and he will wait on you he's not mad at you he's not disappointed in you you've got to lay all those things aside those are accusations from the enemy so father would you draw us into your presence would you take us somewhere that we've never been as we choose you as we choose you over whatever it is that keeps distracting our heart and I know I know I know that you get distracted when you're sitting there waiting on the Lord I know I know I know that there's many thoughts that cross your mind even when you're trying sometimes to read the word you can't even remember the two sentences you just read I know I know I know but don't be troubled in that just refocus yourself don't let it completely derail you I say the distraction doesn't have to derail your time with God just refocus your heart just refocus your heart on him just choose to look at him again just choose to turn your heart toward him again it's a conscious decision of your will and nobody can stop you no demon in hell no outward circumstance no thought of what you need to do later today can stop you just turn back toward him again father would you help us to discipline our minds to discipline our time to buffet our bodies like Paul did 
He said, after preaching the gospel, I don't, I don't want to be disqualified. I don't want to be a hypocrite. I don't want to preach one thing and do another. So I want to live the way I'm telling the church at Corinth to live. And I want to live the way I'm telling the church at uh, Galatia to live and the church at Philippi to live. I don't want to be disqualified, Paul said. So I buffet my body. I put it under subjection to the spirit. I crucify my flesh. I enter into mortification. The process of mortification, little by little, conforming into the image of Christ by force of my will, I choose to cooperate with the grace of God. This was the life that Paul led. Why do you think he walked in so much revelation? It wasn't random. It wasn't random. It wasn't random that Paul was just picked as the one who would write two-thirds of the New Testament. He pressed in. He turned within to the Holy Spirit within to the Christ within to the Father within Christ is in you turn inward stop looking for Christ in outward conditions look for him on the inside because that's where he is crying out deep cries to deep from within you Jesus we love you today help us Help us, Lord. Give us the desires of our heart. Put your desires in our heart. Put such a strong desire for your presence in our heart that we would willfully and gladfully, with joy, surrender those things that get in the way. That we would begin to say no to the things that cause us to stray from your heart. We don't want to walk around feeling like something is missing, like life is mundane. It's the same every day. It's the same every day. It's the same every day. If you're with God and in Christ, every day is an adventure. So we thank you, Lord, for your invitation. We thank you, Lord, that we were, are born for such a time as this. We thank you, Lord, that there's no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. And we will no longer allow the enemy to rob from us the most precious Moments of our existence on the earth, which are in your presence. We will no longer let our flesh dominate our life, but we will mortify that flesh and put it under subjection to your spirit so that we can taste and see just how good you are. We thank you, God. We give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus name. Amen and amen. You have gifts. God expects you to use them. If you need training to school your gift, log on to schoolofthespirit.tv. You'll find training in spiritual warfare, prophetic ministry, prayer, seer's ministry, writing, and so much more. Go to schoolofthespirit.tv today. You want to go deeper? Get equipped to overcome and walk in God's purpose for your life at Awakening House of Prayer's online campus. You'll experience an online family, preaching, teaching, and prophetic impartation for victorious living. We have over a thousand members online hungry for what God is saying and doing in the earth. Visit ahop.online today and join our family. This has been a production of the Awakening Podcast Network. Jennifer LeClaire is the founder and owner of APN. Our heart is to inspire people and exalt Jesus with every broadcast. We're grateful for our advertisers and supporters that make these podcasts possible.